Hi, I'm Joanna Robinson. Join us every week on the Prestige TV podcast feed as your favorite ringer hosts like Bill Simmons, Van Lathan, Mallory Rubin, Sean Fennessy, Chris Ryan, Julia Littman, and many more cover the latest episodes of your favorite TV obsessions. From boardrooms to throne rooms to courtside and through the mushroom apocalypse, we'll be here throughout the week breaking it all down. Subscribe to the Prestige TV podcast feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Borbeck, and we are previewing the must-add players for Week 16, baby. This is basically the la- second-last waiver wire little trivia show we got. Woo. DK, how you, yeah, you you, uh, you feeling nostalg- nostalgic? It's weird. It's weird that the season's almost over. I know that that's like the most cliched thing to say ever, but it is very weird. This this season flew by. I can't believe the playoffs are already here. I can't believe that our time together is coming to a close. No, it's not. Actually, we're going to keep doing this forever. Yeah. So FYI for everyone listening, (laughs) (laughs) terrible communication for Pinky, right? No, I was was doing a segue. You know. So for... Communication purposes. Next week, unfortunately, next Monday is Christmas Day. So we will have a Sunday recap, Monday waivers trivia combo platter for you coming on Tuesday. It's Tuesday midday. It's not perfect. I know waivers go through Tuesday night, but we will get you our waiver show. I mean, and if theoretically, the that, will, that, that will only matter for the championship people and I guess people playing for third. And if you've made the championship, I would assume that you're somebody who's on top of your waivers anyway. So, <laughs> well, don't forget probably all the people be okay. in last place. Who need to not come in dead last? You know what I mean. That's true. Just, the people's hasn't that ship already sailed? No. If you if you do a losers bracket. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which is what we do in my league. We have a toilet mm-hmm. bowl. Yeah, that's. I guess that's worse. If you win, you're eliminated. And if you lose, you go into the next round. And it's the final loser. Is the ultimate. And also, loser. please keep in mind we are covering the entire NFL offseason here. We got draft show. DK Solak comes on. Like we just got the draft show rolling. We cover the draft, cover the offseason, cover trades, cover coaches getting fired, cover all this stuff. Stick with us here. And also, Sunday recaps through the Super Bowl. Don't touch Friday that previews. dial. Exactly. So we're going to go through a must-add players entering week 16. And here's how this works. We're going to do a trivia question to determine a fake waiver order before each position. And then we're going to pick our favorite guy at each position. One, two, three. Because that's how we always should have done this. Not that complicated. You'll figure it out if you're confused. Ringer, although it confused us for like years. Ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com emails trivia questions. Although we only have so many left, so we'll have to figure out something for the draft show. I guess we just go ahead to it. Running back, we still don't know the right, but just get yeah, Craig. We got a running back 
showdown time. It, questions from David. David. All right. It is the it is David's running back showdown time. We're still working out the kinks. <laughs> I don't know. We only had a whole year. Just explore the studio space for that. Yeah, studio. I'm feeling it out. I need, I'm trying to get the creative juices flowing. <laughs> so on yesterday's show, we discussed how I was doing a search related to Derrick Henry and I found this guy at negative 50 rushing yards in 1938. Mm-hmm. And it turned out, I was like, who's this guy? And it turned out he was a Supreme Court justice. His name was Wizard White. Yep. And he was he lived quite a life. So David's question is, how many opinions... Did Justice Byron Wizard White write while on the United States Supreme Court? Hint, he was on the bench for 31 years. Jeez. Which, again, just to recap, this guy I literally just was interested in because he had negative 50 yards. And I'm just trying to figure out how he did that. And then it turned out he almost won the Heisman, drafted fourth, Rhodes Scholar, served in the Pacific in World War II, won two bronze stars, then became the Supreme Court Justice. Also led the League in Russian twice. Also, his name was Wizard. Wizard. Well, his name was Byron. So no, it was well, now on pro football reference, it's wizard. <laughs> so here's my question. It's opinions written. How many opinions does a justice write each year? Because do they get to write the opinion? It's like, don't they kind of sign their name on like someone writes in a, like the a dissenting opinion and someone writes the majority. Like, does that count as writing your own opinion? I, I mean this when I say I genuinely have no fucking clue <laughs> what number to pick here. I couldn't know less about Supreme Court justices and opinions. I have my answer. DK? Okay. Sorry, three, two, one. 510. Oh, okay, I said good. 500. Oh, did you? Oh, so did I. I just wanted to be <laughs> like in the ballpark with you guys. I just wanted to be close. 30, 30 years? I, f- I said I 10 like, a year. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I feel like it's out. probably more like, yeah, I don't know. What do we think? What, what's the answer? Well, wait, how are so we going to do hold this? On. Craig yeah, and I you guys. <laughs> tiebreaker. DK. I'm glad we did this to clear everything up. Do you want 501 or 499? I'll take higher, I guess. Okay. All right. The answer is 994. Nine, yeah, nice. Almost a thousand. Wow. They're banging out 30 a year. That's pretty. Wow. Look at Wizard. 30 a year. That's like how many rushing yards he had that in 1938. That kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, he wrote all those. Wow. Okay. Well, you have, you have clerks for that. He didn't write it. Right, right. He dictated. Running back is kind of bleak this week. There's not a lot yeah. going on. I don't think there's anybody that's like the clear choice. I think needless to say, just as a caveat, is if for whatever reason Ty Chandler, the running back for the Vikings, is out there, go get him. We're going to assume yeah. that he's not available. But if he were, like, that's 100% he, the person yeah. to grab. I mean, he might be for someone out there. He's 45% rushership on ESPN, which is wild to me. But yeah, he's like, I think he's going to remain the starter and or at least in a heavy rotation, even when Alexander Madison comes back. So to me, he would be the number one priority by far. I think these I think these percentages stay low towards the end of the season because a lot of people give up. Right. And I was going to say, I, it's so weird for us to try to use this as a, a metric, because when I go through and I try to figure out, you know, which of these guys are viable, I always see like Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's on 23 percent of rosters. Right. And, he, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> People are I don't saving know. Him, you know? 20, you're like, I don't know. J.K. Dobbins is still out here on a fifth of teams. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, Sometimes it's nice to throw an injured guy in the IR slot just if you're in contention for a ring just so you can get your guy a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's true. I think Craig was on, like really right on that. There's just a bunch of dudes this week. I don't really know who the clear cut number one is. I'm going to go with Justice Hill for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Keaton Mitchell, unfortunately, the explosive rookie for the Ravens tore his ACL. Uh, on Sunday night football. It was a brutal looking injury. He's going to be done for the season. 
Um, and that leaves what was a three-person rotation at running back for the Ravens now two two-person probably going forward with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. So I'm going to go with Justice Hill. I don't feel great about like his total upside, but I think he's going to get more work now. He's already doing all the two-minute drill stuff and a lot of the third down stuff for them. And so, you know, he'll he'll have at least a bigger opportunity going forward. So I'm going to go with, there's a bunch of guys this week that we have to throw out that are potential starters if the uh, current starter doesn't return from injury. So basically like Samir right. White on the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, we don't know if he's coming back this week. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the Chiefs. Pacheco is expected to come back, uh, according to Andy Reid. And then Zach Moss hurt his arm, running back for the Colts. Uh, and he was replaced by Trey Sermon and Tyler Goodson. It appears as though Zach Moss is going to be coming back. So I'm assuming Josh Jacobs, Also, Zach Taylor Moss, might be back. Right, and Taylor. Yeah. So I'm assuming Moss, uh, Josh Jacobs, and McKinnon, or and uh, Isaiah Pacheco are all coming back. So in that mm -hmm. case, this might seem like a shot in the dark. I don't want to touch Isaiah Spiller. I don't want anything to do with the Chargers. I, I kind of want to go with Chase Brown on the That's Bengals. That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do, Craig. I, I've kind of... I thought about maybe picking him as my number one guy. I just think he's so explosive. Yeah. I feel like a, a week or two down the line, he could be like their number one guy. Yeah. You know, he's one of the, like the, the, the Bengals are actually serviceable with Jake Browning. Like I know I'm usually against back or like shitty teams with backup quarterbacks and drafting their running backs, but the Bengals are pretty solid with Browning and Chase Brown has had pretty much 10 touches each of the last three weeks. He tied Mixon in touches last week and he's clearly the most explosive running back on the team. They're playing Pittsburgh who isn't doing anything anymore defensively. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of like Chase Brown, what he brings to the table from like an explosive standpoint. Got the juice. Got the juice. I think you, I think you summarized that really well, Craig, because I mean, I would take Clyde Edwards-Alaire over Jarek McKinnon because Clyde had 17 touches for 100 yards and one Moss touchdown. But you're right that if Pacheco comes back, I, you could play Clyde, but that just seems kind of crazy. Part of me thinks that Clyde will be usable just because Pacheco's coming off the shoulder surgery and are they really going to throw him back in? But I'm not going to bank on it. Like Clyde's whatever. And you're right. It's like Zamir White, if Josh Jacobs is back, has no role. But if Josh Jacobs is out, Zamir White's clearly the pick here. So really, unfortunately, the very not sexy answer is you probably have to pay attention to these really weird, minute practice reports on like freaking Josh Jacobs and stuff. <laughs> and you're right, right about the Colts too, where it's like if Jonathan Taylor comes back, I have no interest in Trey Sermon, who had 17 carries this week. But if Josh, John Taylor, and Zach Moss are out, then Trey Sermon would be the guy to pick. But I'm not going to bet that Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss are both out because of either one of the. It just it sucks. But yeah. I think that that's the right pick given all the uncertainty. So with all that said, those are the two guys I would want. I don't know, man. This is tough. I think that I might pick Roshan Johnson for the Bears just because yeah. he's like, play no, that sucks. No, oh. I, you know what? <laughs> they're, playing the, they're playing it. the Cardinals. I had that. He was my third guy. Yeah, you could take Roshan Johnson. I think I can't stress enough that like if Josh Jacobs is out, then Samir White's the guy. But you're right that if, if Josh Jacobs plays and Jonathan Taylor comes back, which I think he will, and Pacheco's back, then yeah, it's like I'm trying to think about going to war with like Roshan Johnson and that just sounds terrible. But you could do that for the Bears. He plays and they're playing the, like the Browns. The, sorry, the Bears look bad this week because they're playing the Browns. But realistically, I think Roshan's good. I actually think Deontay Foreman's kind of okay now. The Bears' offense is no longer disgusting. And Roshan's fine. I, it's not like, you know, going to get your heart in a tizzy, but... I feel like the Bears' running back rotation is just like a crapshoot, though. I never know really what to expect from them. What, man, what happened to Khalil Herbert? I feel like he had a lot of juice last year, and now he's just kind of been relegated to Dude. just... I think he's bad. He's really bad at pass pro. <laughs> I think that's like honestly one of his big issues is 
And I think in this last game, I remember he even uh, contributed to Justin Fields like getting hit or or hurried on a play that he basically had a guy streaking down the sideline late in the game, and the pressure got there so quickly that Justin Fields had to get rid of it really quickly and like overthrew his target. And I remember thinking, oh well, that was the pass pro thing. That's like kind of one of the big knocks on Khalil Herbert. So I think that's why you typically see. Roshan Johnson, who's a rookie, playing so much because he's good at pass pro. But then, like the game, like the game before last game, um, Deontay Foreman led the way by like a lot. It's just like I never really know how they're planning on doing this rotation. The, the other person I want to throw out there, which uh, Jarek McKinnon, I don't even love the idea of throwing him. He had seven touches for thirty yards, but bailed himself out the touchdown, and that's kind of all you're hoping for. But well, he did score like eight touchdowns in the final. Exactly. Like, how many games last year? Maybe <laughs> yeah. he'll get hot again. But I think the overall kind of theme, the though is if Jonathan Taylor and Pacheco and um, Josh Jacobs will return, we probably don't have the overall need in your league to play these guys, frankly. You know what I'm saying? Like, if all those guys return, then your answers are probably already on your team. The answer is probably just get a pick up their handcuff for, like, your start guys. You could also do Tyler Algier on the Falcons because he had 14 carries this week. But, frankly, the idea of trusting Arthur Smith to do anything and play a backup (laughs) running back, like, I I I can't do that either. Wide receiver. uh, uh, Craig, this question's from Jessica. Jessica, wow! It is the Jessica wide receiver. It is wait, no, it's it's Jessica's. Got to make it possessive. <laughs> it's Jessica's wide receiver showdown time. <laughs> is that better? So yeah, I like making great. it possessive. Okay. I like that as yeah, well. Yeah. Let's give people a sense of ownership. I think yeah. so. The other really important journalism we we're doing on Sunday show. We we're talking about the 1927 Dayton Triangles. <laughs> sure. With sneeze at you, Jessica wrote in 1904. The Jessica. Dayton, Jessica, in Jessica. The, Day, the Dayton Police Department wrote the first ever speeding ticket to Harry Myers. How fast was he going for the first ever speeding ticket? It was the first ever speeding ticket? Wow. In a car, like in a car, maybe horses, I don't know. Oh, man. How what fast was, was the first speeding wait, ticket? So wait, this was like the, the 20s or the 30s? What year was this? 1904. 1904. Oh, 1904. Damn. What were the... Okay, he, I got a number. Um, wait, what would it be? <laughs> this is, when was the first car invented? I don't know. Late 1800s? I, I, I honestly, I, I thought it was like 19. I thought it was like right around then. I guess that would make sense. I thought it was like maybe even a tick later than 1904, but maybe I'm wrong. Are they trying to think of their cars? First ever speeding ticket. Are we too? sure it was in a car? Yeah. Like, was, say anything about was a this car a horse drawn speeding ticket? Yo, it was in a car. If it was not a car, I'm gonna like pick. A, I have a bone to pick with Jessica. Here. I just didn't realize we had motorized vehicles in 1904, but maybe I'm a moron. All right, I guess I got a number. Yeah. All right, three, two, one, 15? thirty-five. Oh, fifteen, thirty, thirty-five. I I got a th- I got a speed ticket for going thirty-one like three weeks ago in a DC tunnel. What What would the speed limit have to be for you to get a ticket for going fifteen? 10? Dude, I don't know. It's like, dude, this is 120 years ago. You think that spe- 35 <laughs> implies the speed limit's 30. But Craig, like, the ar- speeding city, ticket was for two bits. That's <laughs> how much you had to pay. Uh, hey, buddy. Right. The answer is 12. 12 miles an hour. God damn it. <laughs> 12. <laughs> 12. Oh, my God. Oh, 12 miles an hour. You can go 12 miles an hour just by, like, idling. You can run that fast. <laughs> <laughs> like the world you might as faster well, these days, guys. You might as well just run to your destination and you won't get a ticket in 1904. Brisk, the, by the way, the first car, the first modern car uh, was invented in 1886. 
86. Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I think I win. And I'm gonna 12. Add, I'm going to add an insult to injury for you guys. Mm-hmm. Number one receiver. If I had to plug and play receiver this week, I w- I'm actually going to pick Josh Palmer receiver. Wow, the GOAT. Palmer. Look, he's good. The charge symbol yeah, is The charges were obliterated, <laughs> obliterated by the Raiders. Part of me feels weird. I feel like Palmer's still banged up. Herbert's out for the season. Keenan Allen was out. Brandon Steele got fired. It's all chaos. That I know. I'm surprised you're doing this. Brain. Easton Stick against the Bills? Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Easton Stick, it's all bad. What if there's Keenan so Allen comes back? There's so many variables here. Yeah, this could be dumb. <laughs> but I just kind of think I, I don't love this. And honestly, there are only two people this week that I actually could think I would throw in a lineup with any sense of like, oh, maybe that won't be a disaster. And this is one of the two. So go and Josh Palmer. I like it. Um, I'm second because I was 30 miles an hour. I was way off. Um, I'm going to go with Noah Brown for the Texans, who <laughs> 11 targets, 8 catches, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Got rid of the whole zero catches thing that he had had the last two games before that. Um, it sounds like, well, I don't know, actually. It sounds like CJ Stroud is still in concussion protocol as of Monday. But uh, hopefully he can come out of that before the end of the week and play next weekend. Um, oh, so what's with the Texans also did the thing where they had a number two quarterback, Davis Mills, and he came in when Stroud got hurt. But right. the next week, they just started Case Keenum, who was inactive that day. And this trend of they have three quarterbacks, two active on game day, and the third stringer leapfrogs the number two guy to start. It, this is such a weird... Dude, I don't understand this. The coaches don't know what... They, it's all vibes-based, baby. Like This is what happened with the Jets. They freaking played Tim Boyle, <laughs> and then like a couple weeks later, cut him. They're like, ah, that didn't work. Fuck this. Guy. I also always find it funny when teams bench a quarterback mid-game because they're playing so poorly, but then they start again next week. Like Sam Howell was benched for Jacoby Brissett, who came in and like looked good. Looked awesome. And then now <laughs> they're like, I ah, know Sam Howell is still starting. And you're like, why'd you bench him? It's just development, I think. It is wild that Brissett of all in the year of the backup quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, who was fine last year, just never ended up playing. Like no, he's, he'd week. be like a, a mid, like a mid-level starter on any other team, I, I feel like. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so so DK, that's the other guy I would have picked is Noah Brown for the Texans. And you could totally, if you guys argued hard enough, convince me I've made a mistake and Noah Brown should be first. But I think if you actually yeah, well, have to... I like to, Josh Palmer, but there's just a million yeah. variables there. But if you have to plug and play someone, which hopefully you don't, these are the two guys I would pick. And Craig has the uh, horrific job of having to pick a third person. Uh, just wait. I'm going to sneak in here with Curtis Samuel, dude. Curtis oh, Samuel. Yeah. Last three weeks, wide receiver 16. He's a top 15 wow. guy in targets per game. He's seeing nine targets a game. He actually has tied for the team lead in targets over the last three weeks. They're playing at the Jets, which is not great. That was kind of what held me off uh, from making this decision. But there's not a ton of other options. I thought about Dontavian Wicks for the Packers. I thought about Michael Wilson on the Cardinals. But Curtis Samuel has been has been the number two guy on this team this entire year after Terry McLaurin. And it's oftentimes the number one guy. Jahan Dotson is just... Disappeared. He's sl- slipped Vanished. into the ether. He's, not, he's no longer on a football team, apparently. Jackie's dad is playing fantasy football for the first time in like 10 years. And every week he's like, should Twice. I play Curtis Samuel or A.J. Brown? And I'm like, you should play A.J. Brown. And then Curtis Samuel <laughs> kind of keeps outscoring A.J. Brown. Yeah. And I think he thinks I'm bad at my job. <laughs> There's honestly nothing worse than like a like a very, you know, innocent, like just starting fantasy football player asking for your advice and being and then you're just wrong every time because you're trying to be logical and practical. Answering that question is a lose-lose situation. You have nothing to win. If AJ Brown outscores him, it's like, yeah, no shit, you should have started AJ Brown. 
But then if Samuel outscores him, then you look and like you said AJ Brown, you look like an idiot. Um, <laughs> no win situation. Uh, other receivers, I agree with the Play top the fifth. three. I agree yeah. with the top three. Noah Brown for the Texans, Josh Palmer for the Chargers, Curtis Sim for Washington. I'm going to throw out other names if you're in a deeper league. Jameis Williams for the Lions is like playing more for the Lions and they're the Lions. And he's kind of, I kind of love Jameis Williams again. I was off that. I was off it for a while. I was like, this guy's a, kind of a knucklehead, doesn't know what he's doing. He's back. The vibes are kind of bad, but now it's like I, the vibes are like, it's, it's just impossible to have bad vibes on the Lions, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. you could just throw anyone in the Lions and I'm kind of into them and he's so explosive. Yeah, Jamison Williams. Again, I don't like trusting him, but if you really are desperate, you could. That's fine. I think Michael Wilson is sneaky. Michael Wilson for the Cardinals is sneaky. He he missed some time with a neck injury, but before he went down, he was playing well. He had like a really nice five weeks in the middle of the year, and then he went down with a neck injury. But Marquise Brown, their starting number one guy, left the game with a heel injury, didn't return. They're playing the Bears. I don't mm. know, Michael Wilson, the sleeper. Michael Wilson is. Uh, the all-star of guys who had zero points last week, but I actually trust him. I like Gabe Davis had zero points last week. I might take Michael God. Wilson over Gabe, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis had week. zero points in like four out of the last six games. I yeah, it's brutal. What happened there? I mean, he was. I think really that his coaches noticed he can't catch the football. I'm not convinced he was ever real. To be honest, I think he's a collective <laughs> imagination. That yeah. 200 yard game in the playoffs. Who's more disappointing, Jahan Dotson or Gabe Davis? Gabe Davis. Kind of feel like I Jahan think- Dotson is. I actually believed in Jahan Dotson. I was always just kind of like, Gabe, Dave, great situation. <laughs> you know? If you're in a truly deep league and you have to make it, I would just, the Giants, this is really sad, but Darius Slayton and Wandale Robinson, the Giants, I would say Wandale Robinson's kind of like the poor man's Deontay Johnson of like, if you're truly, truly, truly desperate in a PPR league and you just have to throw out someone who might get five catches, Wandale Robinson can just get you a really nasty five, five catches for 40 yards against the Eagles this week. Eagles allow the most points to slot receivers. And Jerry Slayton, too, is just like, it's not a, it's not pretty, but Traylon Burks to the Titans. Dontavian Wicks to the uh, Packers. Dontavian Wicks, 97 yards. That's the most yards any Packers receivers had all season, which I thought was wild, but... And they're banged up, man. Pretty. Luke Musgrave Packers, is out. Yeah. Christian Watson's hurt. Uh, Jaden Reed hurt his toe. Packers How many rookies so much are they going to find? I know, yeah. seriously. How did they find all these guys? Plus, they got Tucker Craft, who I'm sure we'll talk about later. They have so the, uh, Musgrave and Craft at tight end. They have like four or five Young receivers under like 22, 23 years old. Uh, they've done a really good job of like reloading at that position. All right. We can get to tight end here in a moment. But first, we are supported by NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV. If you're a fantasy football fan, NFL Sunday Ticket is an absolute must-have. And now you can get the midseason price starting at $79 for the rest of the 23 season when bundled with a YouTube TV subscription. It's the most important stretch of the season where teams are fighting for playoff positioning and there's no better place to watch the race to the playoffs than with NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV. YouTube TV, there's stat view, there's fantasy view, there's multi-view. You get four games, one box, so you don't have to miss anything. It's a revelation. There are a lot of storylines for the rest of the season about who's going to make the playoffs and not. I personally am extremely invested in the AFC North because I will be going with my girlfriend's family to the Steelers-Bengals game on Saturday. Flex. Which Loki is... Flex, kind of like a, not win it in, but a win and keep playing game for the Steelers because if the Steelers lose to the Colts last week and then the Bengals, the Steelers have to keep winning. And then the Bengals, if they are able to beat the Steelers, the Jake Browning Bengals, I feel like are going to have like a serious shot at making a postseason run. So I don't know that the AFC North has this weird shot to be the first division to everyone have a winning record, I think since like 1935. So wow, is that, right? that would be wow. really interesting. Yeah. The West. Yeah. 
I am uh, I'm obsessed with what's going on in Buffalo. This team is eight and six, and they might be the best team in the AFC. They also have a shot at not making the playoffs. They play the Chargers this week. I think they can get a win. And they play New England. I'm locked in on the Bills. If they make the playoffs, I'm picking them to win the Super Bowl. I, I can't wait to see if they continue the Cinderella run they're on. Uh, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the two South divisions. So the AFC South, we got the Jags, Colts, and Texans duking it out. All of them are very neck and neck right now. And then in the NFC South, we got the Bucks, Saints, and Falcons all vying for the division title. So I don't know. There's just, I feel like there's so many different iterations of what could happen in both of these divisions. I'm just excited to see what happens. I think the Bucks making it would be really fun. I think the I Bucks agree. are actually a Baker really fun Baker Mayfield has been low-key a really fun story this season. He's been great. The other thing I didn't actually think about was the possibility that the Rams could play the Lions in the playoffs. So you'd have Jared Goff, Lions versus the Matt Stafford Rams. That would be kind of wild. Great storylines there, yeah. All right, thank you to NFL Sunday Ticket on YouTube and YouTube TV for sponsoring this segment. It truly is the best place to keep up with all your favorite teams out of market Sunday games. And now you can watch the rest of the NFL season for a lower price. Get NFL Sunday Ticket starting at $79 when bundled with a YouTube TV subscription where you get even more football. Sign up now at youtube.com slash ringer fantasy. Lowest price on YouTube TV with base plan. Rest of 2023 season. Terms and embargoes apply. No cancellations. Tight end, little tight end waivers for some yeah, semifinals. All right. This one's from Sam. 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 Sammy. These are Sam's. No, wait, not these. This is Sam's. This is Sam's tight end showdown time. We're getting there. This is Sam's tight end show. <laughs> I love this question because it was from Sam and also some of Sam Laporta, Iowa tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a little little corn homage here. Sam says uh, the question is: According to farmers, what day does corn need to be knee high by? Uh, according to farmers, what day was what what day does corn need to be knee high by? Yeah, like if you're gonna. You know, harvest it. If you're growing the, yeah, you're going to harvest the crop on time. What day does corn need to be knee high by? I like love day, this question. Day, day of the year or day of the heart, like day, day, day since planting it? Nope, just a date. Whoever gets the closest date. A date. Wow. Okay. I love this. I don't know this. Um, knee high? Okay. I feel like I. <laughs> does that change things? Shin high, quad high, yeah. knee high. Yeah. And it's That's knee high. Um, God. Okay. Okay. What you, so are you guys ready? We're just yeah, going to say a date, fat, right? Our right. fast farming experience. All right, three, two, one. June 1st. June 1st. Oh, shit. I think I'm too late. Are you kidding? Wow. I said June 1st. You said June 1st? Yeah. Damn. What are we going to do? I'll go June 2nd. How about that? Okay. <laughs> the answer is... If I lose once again by taking the under... Um, <laughs> do you want Do you want to switch? No, no, no. All right. Well, the answer is <laughs> July 4th. So I actually do win, which is hilarious. I mean, no, DK, what did you say? I said August 1st. I think I might be closer. Oh, oh no, you're definitely you do. closer. Yeah. Great. God damn. So, Hell yeah. That's funny. So that, that, you know what? That makes sense in retrospect, it being a holiday, July 4th. Like it, like it's yeah, just not like a sense. random day. I like, almost yeah, said, I got to have knee high, but yeah. July 12th, it's like July 4th. Yeah. But I, was I almost knee, said you know? Labor Day, but I'm like, corn gets really tall by the time they harvest. I don't even know when they harvest sometime in the fall. Right. I it's amazing imagine. too, because California grows all of America's corn. So that's... <laughs> Look, I'm from Nebraska. I should know this shit. I'm kind of focused on the fruits and veggies over here in California. We, lo- we love a salad out here, out west. Email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. I like the farming stuff. Can you, Heifetz, can you Google while I'm talking when they harvest corn in the heartland or whatever? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I know that just because... When do you know. harvest it? 
I mean, I feel like corn's fresh in August and September, right? Like, right? Um, no, I'm I'm asking you to confirm okay, your okay. suspicions. Yeah, it says between August and October. Hi, Fitz. California fall. is the nation's top producer of sweet corn, growing 26% in the U.S. God damn it. Is it really? Yeah. California grows the most corn? We're, ma- we're a massive state with temperate weather. <laughs> what do you think? I thought you grew, I don't know. No, it says <laughs> Iowa is the largest producer of corn. Craig is Where were the you California on? Agricultural Maybe it's Defender. S- sweet corn is what my, uh, California sweet corn. Is there a difference? I mean, definitely, yeah. Also, also because you, it's like uh, Hi, you per- lived in California for like years in Los Angeles. As opposed to what else? <laughs> the, the places that grow things. L.A. Nothing doesn't grow produce. Ne- Stop besmirching California. I'm gonna go with Tucker Craft again for the Packers. I think he was my guy last week too, and he did not disappoint. He had, let's see, uh, four catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. He's playing like 95% of the snaps for them. He looks really good out there. Uh, we could have like a little bit of a competition once Luke Musgrave gets back next year, I think. Um, anyway, Tucker Craft, lock it in. All right, Heifetz. So there's also dent corn. I don't know, because there's also <laughs> like thing that they grow to feed animals, right? Like it's soybeans, right? Like 40% of antibiotics go to animals. It's like, I think it's like soybeans. That a lot of crops do go to feed livestock as well. So that's maybe how they juice the numbers. I don't know. I think I would who's the most corn. Anyway, tight end, do I have to pick one? Fine. Kate Otten for the Bucks. I think Tucker Craft's a good one for you, DK. The I know the the Bucks just won the battle of the Bays here. Wow, we really should have called that for the tight end Green Bay last week. But I I think that I like Kate Otten for the Bucks because he's always on the field. I also like the Tucker Craft pick for you, DK, because he's always on the field now that Luke Musgraves and I are. Tucker Craft is on the field for 95% of snaps, but Kate Otten gets the same treatment. The other reason is the Bucs are playing the Jaguars this week. The Jags linebackers, we talked about this with Nate, where the Jags linebackers are just super susceptible to tight ends. The Jags linebackers allowed David and Joku to have like one of the three best games of his career. Last week, Isaiah Like, I mean, it was a little bit, Lamar just checking it up, but Isaiah Likely had a great game for the Ravens last week against the Jags. And I just really think the Bucs are great at play action and throwing it over. And I just think that Kate Otten, if you're going to gamble on a random tight end, I think Kate Otten's a really solid one for the Buccaneers. Like it. So uh, there are three types of corn, right? There's dent corn, there's <laughs> sweet corn. So dent corn is the grain, sweet corn is the vegetable, and then there's and then there's popcorn. What? Um, pop, pop, popcorn. Look, I'm reading some agricultural PDF. You know, looks very official here. Popcorn's a, a, a like a variety. I thought popcorn was just. It says, today okay. corn is cultivated on every continent ex- except Antarctica. The three types of corn grown for human consumption are dent corn, sweet corn, and popcorn. Dude, there's so many ghosts right now just listening to us to be like, you guys have no idea what you're talking. The there's literally experts. probably someone on a trailer right now dealing with their, like, corn. On a combine. Just on a, Yeah, on a combine. A combine. No, this, uh, this might not be the time of year when they're, they're doing that. Probably That's not. Okay. You're right. That's just <laughs> right. Email us to Ringer <laughs> Fantasy Football at Southern Hemisphere somewhere. If I don't know. you grow corn, please email us Ringer Fantasy Football at gmail.com and school us because clearly um, we have no idea what we're talking it's about. Kind of a lot of, uh, a lot of misinformation online about corn production. <laughs> it's a huge business, Craig. They don't want you to find the truth. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. You you took Kate Ott and Tucker Craft. I can't believe nobody did this. Hyvitz, I'm going to go with your guy. Hunter Henry, baby. Yeah. I know. Tight end two the last two weeks. The number two tight end in football yeah. the last two weeks other than David and Joku. They're playing also they're playing Denver, who has given up the second most fantasy points to tight ends this season. Um, Bailey Zappi. Loves yeah. him some Hunter Henry. Sure. Zappi clearly is a Hunter Henry guy. He's three touchdowns the last two weeks. The only issue yeah. with Hunter Henry, just make sure to 
he has a, he had a knee injury. Hunter, Bailey Zappi kind of threw him a hospital ball uh, toward the end of the game. Hmm. So just monitor Hunter Henry being healthy because Craig is right that if all these guys were healthy, Hunter Henry is probably the safest pick. The guy who was through touchdowns with the new quarterback. But if he doesn't play, that sucks. But um, we'll see. But those are all actually pretty solid. My team is sneaky good for not winning a single trivia question today. <laughs> What's your team? Keep that Note that, Kai. Chase Brown, Hunter Henry, and Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. That's not bad. Not, not bad, bad at all. Mine's Explosive team. Justice Hill, Noah Brown, Tucker Craft. Feeling pretty good about that. Noah Brown pl- f- playing the Browns. So, luck go. with that. Kai, Maybe who won Case last Keenum. week? The trivia. Who had the most points last week? Wait, Kai, who did you who did you pick and then who won? I picked Craig. No, I thought you picked Heifetz. No, I think, or I, I did pick Heifetz. I'm sorry. Okay, let's start over. <laughs> yeah, I like that he does. No, no, we're keeping that guy. Okay, that's what it's like to be too. on mic, baby. Although I get to decide at the end of the day. I'm just oh, that's true. You can just- <laughs> no, you're right. So I did pick Heifetz. Thank you, because I would have lost had I picked Craig. Um, so DK <laughs> came in third. <laughs> Oh. I had my I had my highlighting messed up on the dock. So DK, DK came in yet. third. Has he? Nope. I I did one. I did win one time. Oh, did you? DK had Deontay Foreman, Romeo Dobbs, Tucker Craft, seventeen point six points. Not bad. Mm. Everyone had a great showing. Honestly, let's let's be real. Mm. Craig had Zamir White, Noah Brown, and Davis oh. Allen. What? Oh, and nice I lost? job. Nice Thirty-six point one points was your Ooh. final. And Heifetz, Ty Chandler. Odo Beckham Jr. and Isaiah Likely for 40.6 points. Oh, oh likely close. and yeah. likely and Chandler. Yeah, Odell did nothing, but likely Good and Chandler, week. man. Team on their backs right there. That'll do it. And then you guys already kind of recap this week, except Heifetz's team, which is Roshan Johnson, Josh Palmer, and Kate Auden. I mean, I, I, I'm gonna go with DK. I like I Ooh. like the Justice Hill, no brown. <laughs> picking, wow. I know you tried to try to reel me in there, Craig, but I uh, I don't know. I did. I tried to sell you a false bill of goods. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterback. I feel like no one needs a quarterback. You're probably fine. But if you do, Jake Browning in Pittsburgh, like, I don't know. He's been weirdly good, man. DK, would you rather have would you rather have Kenny Pickett or Jake Browning just rest of career? Straight up. Yep. <laughs> uh, the fact that I, like, can't answer that that very quickly, I think tells you everything you need. It's a catastrophe. I kind of like Jake Browning is, is who we thought Kenny Pickett was going to be because I, I remember talking about Kenny Pickett in the offseason and... and we're like, oh, you know, maybe not like the best tools, but he's like steely, confident, kind of like yeah. elevates the guys around him in terms of just the attitude and the swag. And that is like Jake Browning, man. He's got some like confidence. It's crazy. Uh, even though he maybe is not like the most physically impressive guy. Uh, and then Pickett is just really bad. Every time I go to Twitter, I see some new funny stat about how like one of these backup quarterbacks has more multi-touchdown games than Kenny Pickett does in Jake, his career. Add Jake Browning to that list. Jake Browning has more <laughs> touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett this year. It's like, at some point, we just have to be like, Kenny Pickett is bad. What are we doing here? Yeah, you can take Jake Browning. I'll be in, in person for that one. The Joe Flacco has been weirdly good. Did you see he has the most yards in the history of the fourth quarter for the Browns last week? And their fake history. That, yeah. yeah, they said in 46 years, which is a fake stat because wow. the Browns aren't the Browns, but whatever. I don't like him versus the Texans. I kind of just think if you're going to actually have to stream Gardner Minshew versus the Falcons, I just kind of think the Colts are... We get, you got to check on this. I know a bunch of receivers got hurt, so ideally, like, see if, like, Josh Downs and uh, Pittman and people are able to play. But depending on that, I think Minshew versus the Falcons. And I also totally refuse to play Derek Carr versus the Rams in Thursday Night Football. My season will not end because I had to play Derek Carr. I'd rather play C.J. Beathard if you have Trevor Lawrence. Like, I'd rather just wait and play Beathard if he can't go. Defense, though, I think there's a lot of defenses to stream. Is again, backup quarterbacks. The Colts defense playing the Falcons. Des- I forgot to say this on the Sunday show. Desmond Ritter has six turnovers in the red zone this year. 
which is tied for the, that is the most a quarterback's had through 15 weeks since Deshaun Kaiser for the 2017 Browns who went 0-16. Wow. Six his, turnovers his in the red interception, zone. I don't remember what quarter it was in. One in of the worst of the year. The end of the game that lost was, the Falcons the game. Okay. I, yeah, I, mispl- I I just decided to try and forget about it, but like that was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen. It was so ugly. He threw it to like three defenders and there wasn't even really a guy in that area. Yeah, I think the Colts defense versus the Falcons is is a total fine play. I also think the Texans defense is weirdly fine. And I think did Flacco three picks last week? Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of just like old Jameis Winston, where he's <laughs> just kind of like slinging it and and just yes. it's either a touchdown or a pick, but he always has both. He's definitely like writing arm uh of writing arms, his checks can't cash. He's writing checks, his arm can't cash, which is weird. <laughs> Cause I honestly, but he played so long ago that checks were still a thing. The so I, I actually kind of like the Texans defense. I also, the Lions defense is not good, but man, after seeing Nick Mullins throw perhaps the dumbest non-Carson Wentz interception I've ever seen, which was the Nick Mullins being sacked. And then right before he got sacked, he kind oh. of threw the ball to the, the guy who was sacking his face in his lap. Landed that was it, yeah. wild. The, so I don't think I love the Lions defense, but that Nick Mullins, you never know. And then also just the Buccaneers. If Trevor Lawrence is out, they're playing CJ Beathard and the Jags. Like, I don't know what CJ Beathard's deal is, but you could probably do worse. And then also, dude, we were just talking about the Bengals, man. Mason Rudolph's going to play for Kenny uh, for Mitch Trubisky this week for the Steelers. They're going to play Mason Rudolph. Sure. So the Bengals, I don't, I don't uh, love that. I'm boycotting I, I that game. I'm not watching. I can't watch Mason situation. Rudolph. The quarterback situation this year is. Just I just I refuse to watch Mason Rudolph. I won't do it. Yeah, <laughs> but the the best uh, the best streaming defense of the bunch though, and maybe the best pick of them all is the Bears defense has been playing really well, and they're going to play the Cardinals. I kind of think the Bears against Kyler and the Cardinals is pretty solid. How do you feel about Philadelphia, who everybody has dropped now? They're only like 41% people started them uh, last week, and they've been really dropping off. They're playing the Giants at home. If the, if Philly was available right now in your waiver wire, would you start them against the Giants or no? I would grab them. I think that people are underrating how difficult the Eagles schedule has been. I, the Eagles defense is not great by the standards of like beating other teams, Super Bowl contenders like the Bills and the Niners and the Cowboys. But like, I, I mean, let me ask you a question with another question. The Giants' best receivers are Darius Slayton and Wandale Robinson. Where would those guys slot in on like the Cowboys offense? Darius Slayton. Uh Third? you know, fourth. I mean, I just fourth option, fifth option? Yeah. I just I, I think the Eagles defense is gonna have a great time against the Giants. So you can totally play them if they're out there. Okay. So there's a lot of defenses. Bears, Eagles, Colts. All right. Kai. That's me. So does that, so, oh, wait, no, I won and you picked me. So yeah. that, so it's, it's oh, moot. nothing happens. I was going to say, should we throw in the wrench of me picking a single player of these nine as like the highest scoring one? So you guys have to eat some pop tarts or something, or do you want to <laughs> save like that the for the very last one? Or a bone dry turkey sandwich. <laughs> hey, I've got options. Just to well, choke to death on yeah. my Just a bowl of rice and chicken from Chipotle. <laughs> you know, those dehydrate things that you could dehydrate uh, <laughs> like like MRE? fruits and stuff with back yeah. in the day. We should do that with with turkey and then eat a sandwich of that. Nice dehydrated <laughs> dried turkey chip. It's just jerky. Unbelievable. <laughs> a jerky sandwich. Also, so we were talking last night uh, on the Sunday night show about uh like j- like uh using stale bagels to make croutons and somebody tweeted us saying you guys just invented bagel chips live on air because bagel <laughs> chips are real things. Look, they're, they're not really used in salads as croutons, but yes, bagel chips do exist and we didn't really think of that. Yeah, that was I love oversight. bagel chips also. They're like the best part of Chex Mix, in my opinion. <laughs> All right, Kai, you get off for this week, this week only. Sounds great. 
Next week, though, championship waiver wire for Kai. You're putting your, you're putting your faith in me, which I am, DK. Statistically speaking, it's not a good bet. <laughs> DK, I think that's where Craig fell, sell him on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> statistically, me and Craig, we just don't do well together. If it's the last thing I do, I'm going to make Kai, who loves red apples and green grapes, eat green apples and red grapes. I'm just, it's going to happen. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped for any adventure with features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. We also, I have to shout out, all right, look, do some emails here. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to discuss. Although, you know, while Craig's doing the correction here of um, the bagel chips thing, I have to shout out, on the Friday show, I said that Miami was closer to New York than Atlanta. That's not true. <laughs> we got a lot of like, people oh complaining God, about this. Atlanta is, I literally got it backward. I, I had it because I knew that Atlanta and Miami was further than you think. And I had the two things side by side. I just got it wrong. Miami yeah. is closer to Atlanta than Atlanta is to New York. But it's farther still than you think. It's 10 hours from It's farther Atlanta than you think, yes. But it's it's less but of like I, a surprising fact. It's like I like got putting it little, wrong. Put, put little Easter eggs in the shows that make people go, hmm, that doesn't sound even remotely Yeah, right. these are all deliberate. <laughs> I like that the people who emailed in, though, were people who lived there were like, you definitely just got this exactly backwards. There's like, you no literally way had correct. both and yeah, flipped them, and that's exactly what happened. So I'm sorry. And if you were listening to that and be like, that was wrong. It's the Veronica right. Cardingstone scene from Anchorman. There's, There's no, no way, way that's, that's correct. correct. <laughs> <laughs> Old wooden ship. Oh my god, crap! Classic. I'm yeah, I'm stupid. You're smart. Uh, I also we got an email from you, Henio. I thought this was excellent. Henio. This is also is so Craig. This Craig's burner is named Eugenio. <laughs> the it, the subject line is the perfect Brock Purdy analogy. And Eugenio writes Brock Purdy is Harrison Barnes on the 2015-2016 Golden State Warriors. Mm who broke the wins record for the NBA, an effective player that no one could evaluate properly because he was the least talented of the starting unit. (laughs) And even though they perfectly connect the pieces that make up the most lethal lineup in NBA history of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Andre Iguodala and Draymond. And then that's like Christian McCaffrey, IU Kittle and Debo. And also like 2015 Harrison Barnes, whether you think he's okay or fine or good or great. If you replaced Brock Purdy with a equivalent of Kevin Durant, like a like a Patrick Mahomes, or Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, the team would probably immediately reach levels never seen before in history. I thought that was a pretty incredible analogy. And I also loved it because it went further of, there's not really a reason to get lost in how good is Harrison Barnes? How good is Brock Purdy? It's like, this team is one of the best teams I've ever seen. I like that. Com- I like that comparison. I-, I think calling Brock Purdy, Harrison Barnes is not giving Purdy enough credit. Harrison Barnes was not very good on the Warriors and often like... <laughs> kind of like missed a lot of clutch shots and was somebody who you didn't want the ball in his hands in the final minute. And Purdy's not that at all. 
I, but you're, it's, it's correct in that, you know, the, the team is so impressive that like you could like, I maybe would call him Sean Livingston on the Warriors in 2015, 2016, where it's like every time he was on the, on the court, like you could bank on him for a 10 footer, super reliable. Everybody loved him, but like he was only the guy he was because he was on the Warriors. Cause Harrison Barnes has been the same guy in the Kings. It's not like the Warriors like propped him up that much. He's actually probably been better on the Kings. Yeah. Maybe this is too derogatory. Also, while we're talking about the Warriors, DK doesn't really follow basketball anymore. And I know that the Warriors season in Draymond Green's career was going in a bad place when DK had to text Craig, what's the deal with Draymond Green? Whether he just does oh like the, sp- talk about spitting back fist, like the, the back, catch. Man, the UFC back, back punch. Yo, what's up with that, man? Come get your guy. Look, Draymond Green has always been this guy. They're just not good now. So it's not as fun. No, it's it's getting worse. That's the yeah. Problem. He's had a tough year. He's had a tough year. Yeah, this is his. He's punched he's like three people in like eighteen <laughs> months. He was uh, already. He went from the kicking people in the he's like kicking people in the nuts guy to the punching yep. people in the face guy in like a year and a half. Yeah. Look, I'm telling you though, it's 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 all because the Warriors are struggling. If it's Draymond has always been this guy. He kicked LeBron in the nuts in the finals and got suspended for a game. But everybody put up with that because we were winning. And now it, uh, the tuxedos kind of seem fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I Yeah. So there you go. Also, uh, other emails. We were talking last week about Microsoft Excel. And someone asked a great trivia question of how many. Ex- uh, what's the maximum number of cells in a Microsoft Excel sheet? And uh, the answer was what, 17 billion? And we were like, what is, who needs like a million rows? <laughs> so we got to thank you to the people who emailed us. I'm not going to name anyone because they're like people with like real important jobs. No one mm. with like, but. Dox them. I'm, Do it. <laughs> I thought about it, but no. Uh, I mean, this is from Anonymous. Uh, anonymous. anonymous. Really All right. So Anonymous works at a top five bank in the United States. Flex. And they write, <laughs> I, I know, right? You ask them, what scenarios does anyone need to ever have a spreadsheet of hundreds of thousands of rows? I work in global liquidity management at a top five bank in the United States, and we report every single day to the uh, to the Fed and the C-suite of the bank on the entire liquidity profile of the bank, which basically means that we are the team that makes sure the bank has enough money. Like they are the team that makes sure the okay, bank yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, survive that. a downturn. And then also the bank can pay for the, the bank has money is their job and they figure out how much money the bank has and they have to submit an Excel file with basically how much money the bank has with every single transaction, everything for a, about a trillion dollars every day. And then the people in the Fed and the C-suite read that whole thing every day. That's what I don't get. I'm like, how do you <laughs> they just read scroll to the bottom the sheet? <laughs> they read every cell. So- Okay. Uh, someone said on that note, I was like, how do you, open? someone literally sent another one. I'm not going to name any of these people, but you know who you are, but, uh, someone's wrote, I was an auditor for a big four accounting firm. Ooh, this one's uh, even better. Big four. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a term. Yeah. Well, uh, this, the last guy was top five. Big four seems top five, top prestigious, five. you know, we're a top three pod. So <laughs> yeah, I work at a top three pod. <laughs> a client of theirs used an Excel sheet to track something that should have been done by like a system. And they just did it in one sheet. And it was an oil and gas company track. They're spending on all of the equipment they had ever owned or bought ever and compared to the budget amounts. And the total size was a gigabyte of just wow. the Excel file. Wow. Which is half the size of a maximum Excel file size. It was so large. It took the team a week to figure out how to open the file. <laughs> like they couldn't, it would crash their computer. They could not open it. And when they did, they realized that this, the company transported oil and gas 
which, mm. you know, has to go far distances. And they had a separate row for every section of pipe that they owned. That sounds just horrific. I, I, and so they also said also this, the sheet had columns that were literal repeats of the columns further to the left, because if you try to scroll to the left of column A, the document would crash. The whole sheet. I was going to say, like, how are they continuing to add to that? It doesn't that means you have to open it every single day to add? I to don't it. know. I don't know. This, I'm not even going to pretend to know this level. Uh, we have another one. Miles. Uh, Miles wrote in. Miles. Miles. He Miles. Had a bit of, the most common one seems to be the documents needed to do mergers and acquisitions, and he, like, when big companies buy other big companies, like Microsoft buying Activision for what was that seventy billion dollars, they have to conduct the transaction specifically in specific ways to take advantage of like tax treatments and stuff, which means tracking massive amounts of data across dozens, but often hundreds of countries around the world. And to comply with requirements for the tax treatment, you're tracking all this data of thousands or perhaps millions of people in all these different countries. And that is why you need a million rows in an Excel sheet. <laughs> I mean, I think all this all this makes a lot of sense. I just think our point was we don't have any experience with this type of thing. That seems wild. I, I, I thought I'd seen large ones. But also, wait, the day what I couldn't believe the day after we had this conversation, the Wall Street Journal had a story that the Microsoft Excel World Championships was held in Las Vegas at the HyperX Arena in the Luxor in Vegas, which was one floor below a show by Carrot Top. Can we pause? What the hell are the Microsoft Excel World Championships? I'm so glad <laughs> you asked, Craig. It is a bunch of exactly what you think. It's people who use Excel all the day, all day, and they have like the World Championships where they submit these massive files of like huge problems. The final was on, it was related to spaceship construction and asteroid mining. And they basically have to filter data and like, poll data, organized data, whatever, raw data, and they have to organize it, and there's five bonus problems, and they submit these massive, crazy problems. Whoever does it the fastest wins. And there's points. They live stream it. Oh it's like whoever Lord. makes the least progress like gets eliminated in real time. Wow. There's a controversy because the, the the highest... You know the hot dog contest? You ever watch at Nathan's when they intro mm -hmm. the guys and it's like way too serious? It was like that. They had a guy, I think it was, the name was Andrew the Annihilator. He's like the world <laughs> champion. And there was another called... Di oh uh, I think yeah, Diremeard Early is they call him the LeBron James of Excel, and they, 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 they like announce him. Yeah, they <laughs> it's they, the many. I don't that. know. Yeah. We should we should do a, a little fantasy Microsoft Excel Championships League. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> One year, if you think you're a Microsoft Excel champ, email us. We're gonna fantasy football. Also, pretty impressive that this, that this is hosted at the Luxor in Vegas, like the Microsoft Excel <laughs> well, Microsoft. Championship. I mean, if you got, got the money. Annihilator, coming, I guess that's you true. Fucking yeah. host it in Vegas. <laughs> the Annihilator needs a suite. <laughs> I mean, who, who uses, I mean, they had the dodgeball world championships whale, in Vegas Greg. and dodgeball. I, dodgeball to me seems a little bit more, um, you know, publicly entertaining than a Microsoft Excel competition. Sex sells, Craig. This is a, this is a big draw. It reminds me of the social network when, when he's like, when Zuckerberg is like holding that competition to see who can work at Facebook at the beginning of the. Uh, the movie when it's just like a bunch of they're yeah. like taking like shots of whiskey while coding. Yeah, no, the Wall Street Journal article is really funny and dry about it. And they were like, it's kind of like watching people take the SAT, but they're like, they have a DJ being like the world's greatest. Like, but people are just like on their computers. There's just a lot of stuff that happens in the world. Dude, every I time, know. Every time I read something like this, I'm just like. So much stuff is going on at all times. People I went get to into the mall. Some weird, like people get into the most specific stuff. I went it's to the wild. mall for Christmas. And I was like, there's so many people. Yeah. 
so many people. Borderline too I, many people. Yeah. I think about that when I'm stuck in traffic and I look and I see, you know, hundreds of cars just gridlocked. I'm like, every single one of those persons, people, is just a human being with a life going somewhere. They have a group of friends. They have interests. They go on vacation somewhere. They have a family. And I'm just like, it's too many people. Too many people. <laughs> Dude, that, there's a word for that. It's called sonder. I love this word. It's called sonder. My friend told me is the... It's the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own. Wow, I yes. can't believe there's a word for that. that. I great, think about that yeah. all the time. Yes. I'll walk by somebody on the street and I'm like, that person has their own fucking universe that they're living in. That's and I am completely watching, irrelevant to them. Yeah, people watching is so like entertaining and and sort of almost profound sometimes because you could just like think you can like just imagine what they what that person is doing, what 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 brought them to that specific moment in time, how they got to that place. You know, like every time you pass someone. Or talk to someone. It's like their entire life has led up to this moment. Like that kind of shit is like <laughs> mind blowing. That you. is why I don't care how basic it is. If I could only have follow one account on Instagram, it would be Humans of New York, which has remained yeah. the greatest Instagram account and actually gets more more amazing to me as I get older. I, I follow the- Humans of Capitalism, which is sort of <laughs> different. <laughs> have you ever seen that account? No, <laughs> it's just. People doing the dumbest shit imaginable. Oh, you know, yeah. it's just what like to make a buck. Capitalism. No, it's just like this is the state of the world now. It's like influencers like taking videos of themselves in like really weird public spots and like you know just shit like that. It's just like tw- shithead twenty two year olds pranking like an eighty year old on the street for a TikTok. <laughs> Humans of capitalism. All right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Kai, for producing this episode. Thank you, Jack, for behind the scenes. Thank you, humans of New York, humans of capitalism, whatever. Thank you, emails. Everyone emails at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com. Thank you, everyone, using Microsoft Excel out there with your million rows. Especially the Annihilator. Shouts. Yeah. Annihilator. I'm going to skip to just, I'm going to stick to like, you know, five digits max on my Excel sheets. Four. A million is insane. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Van Morrison. Love Van Morrison. Is yeah. that his first name or is that his last name? And or is it first and last or is it just last? I I, that it, I don't know, but I believe his first name is Van. His last name is Morrison. Would be my guess. Well, I think it's Dutch. I'm pretty Let's sure look it up. it's neither. Right? I'm so rarely right. Maybe it's things. not his actual name. It's it's his middle name, and it's it's George. It's George Ivan Ivan. Right? It's George Van is short for Ivan. George, right? Sir George Ivan Van Morrison. It's not Dutch. Wow. Wow. We were both wrong. I right? very rarely. Wow. Okay. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, like I knew his name is Van Morrison. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I was growing up, I thought Brown Eyed Girl was a Beatles song for a really long time. Oh, really? It's I right. lost a bet on young, that. No big deal. Yeah, but I, I, my brother and I, when we were kids, we uh, you ever seen Dukes of Hazard? Yeah. You know, with a, the scene where they if they lose a bet, it's like the loser gets to hit the other with a phone book. Yeah. And then they do that. And then there's one scene where they're like, oh, that's not wherever the hazard phone book. They're like, no, that's Manhattan. Uh, one year for uh, his birthday, I got my brother a Manhattan phone book. And then we would like phone book bet things. Oh and so like the loser would get hit in the face of the phone book. And I think Damn. I got phone. I thought Brown Eyed Girl was a Beatles song and I got phone book. Brothers just like beat up each other all the time. Like, Craig, did you have that experience too? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. My, I, I had an older brother. I, I unfortunately had an older brother who like grew early and I grew late. So it was kind of the worst of both worlds. <laughs> he was like six, two. And I was like, Wait, five Craig, one. that's why Craig's you tough get as hell to, now. Did yeah. you ever get to beat up your brother? Cause that point that changes no. your life. I still you never did it. No, 
He's like, I'm 6'2". He's like 6'3", but even- yeah, your brother's like, tall. He's My brother's a big guy. You're going to still have to do it though once. You can wait until like, you're both really old and then beat the shit out of him. <laughs> he does have a hurt back. He like ruptured a vertebrae. So maybe now is the time to strike. Mm. Yeah, wait for him to step out of line. And yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Try me. I'll keep, I'll keep that in mind with the holidays coming up. Christmas you know, Eve, Christmas times. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> a little bear. Robert better not get in my face. I'll drop that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. Shut up in the Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4777 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.